Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. It's Monday, December 23rd, 2019. I'm Dana Jacobson. And I'm Vladimir Gutier. I'm Jerika Duncan. Welcome to the CBS This Morning News on the Go podcast. Bad weather is threatening to dampen the holiday spirit on the first full day of Hanukkah and just two days before Christmas. There are big storms in the west and the southeast this morning. That's bad news for a record number of more than 115 million Americans expected to travel by car, train or plane over the holidays. Rain and flash flooding in South Florida shut down Fort Lauderdale Hollywood Airport overnight. One traveler told us driving through the flooding was like looking out a boat cabin window. Unbelievable. Well, the TSA estimates 42 million people will pass through its security checkpoints over the holidays, nearly 4% more than last year. Mola Lenghi is at Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey. Mola, what are you seeing there? Well, good morning, guys. You know, the worst part that we've seen so far is the traffic getting to the airport. Once you're in here, uh, once you're in the terminal, you know, despite how it looks, it looks pretty busy. Uh, things are running pretty smoothly. Of course, that is just here at Newark. That is airport specific. But if you're out in California or in the southeast part of the country, as you mentioned, those incoming storms could cause some major delays. As millions of people across the country travel for the holidays, inclement weather is being blamed for this nearly 70-car pileup on Interstate 64 near Williamsburg, Virginia on Sunday. Fog and icy road conditions were causative factors in this multi-vehicle crash. No deaths were reported, but more than 50 people were injured, and it took crews hours to clear the highway. In California, another crash caused an internet outage that contributed to more than 140 flight delays at Sacramento International Airport, impacting thousands of passengers during one of the busiest travel weekends of the year. It's frustrating. The line's forever. I've been here for an hour and I haven't even got up there to check my bag yet. According to estimates from AAA, more than 104 million holiday travelers will drive to their destinations, and the day after Christmas will bring the worst delays, with commutes nearly two times longer than usual. Bumper-to-bumper traffic has become the norm at Los Angeles International Airport, where drivers say it can take up to two hours just to go two miles. That wasn't helped when an electrical problem caused three empty buses to catch fire there Saturday night. Fortunately, no one was injured. Point is, you know, just be prepared, um, be a bit patient, uh, because there's a lot. You know, when you show up at an airport during this time of year, I mean, it's there's a lot of traffic, and then just a lot more people. Well, if LAX is any example, being prepared simply means just giving yourself more time than you normally would during this holiday season. Here at Newark, they're expecting to serve about 2 million holiday travelers this season. And already this morning, Vlad, we've seen about 150 domestic flight delays. All right, Mola, thank you very much. 
CBS News meteorologist and climate specialist Jeff Berardelli is tracking the holiday forecast. All right, Jeff, what do we have coming? Hey, good morning, Vlad, and good morning, everybody. It is really pouring across portions of the southeast. So the heaviest rain is starting to exit Florida, but it's all converging. You can see that wind coming out of that direction, out of this direction, and then being stopped by the coast itself. We call it coastal convergence. The rain is just coming down really hard there, and that will continue most of today, especially in places like Charleston, through the late part of the day into the early evening. Watch how much rain is likely to fall just today alone. In the purple, that is over eight inches of rain, so do not drive through water of unknown depth. In the west, this storm is finally winding down. This was the atmospheric river, but we'll see another one to two inches of rain, one to two feet of snow in the mountains. This is your travel forecast for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. There's not much going on. Temperatures around 20 degrees above normal in most of the east. Lots of sunshine. There'll be some snow and a little bit of rain in the west. And then if you're dreaming of a white Christmas, for most it remains a dream, unfortunately. We are going to see snow across the west, so if you're a skier and you're going to be at the mountains, great. Otherwise, it's very close to the Canadian border, and that is it. Do not kill the messenger. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we will not. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. We do have some breaking news for you. A court in Saudi Arabia has sentenced five people to death for the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Saudi State TV says three others have been given prison time. Khashoggi is believed to have been killed at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey in October last year. Charlie Daggett is following the case from London. Charlie, what led to the sentences that we now know about? Well, good morning. Well, his shocking murder last year drew international condemnation. A trial was held in near total secrecy. Now, this morning, the Saudi prosecutor said the five men who were sentenced to death directly took part in that killing. The prominent Washington Post columnist and fierce critic of the Saudi leadership was last seen walking into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in October last year. He never walked out. His body allegedly dismembered and removed. The remains were never found. CIA investigators blame the assassination on Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, although he denies any involvement. But today, prosecutors say the only top aide implicated in the murder, Saud al-Qahtani, was investigated but not charged and released. Now, the trial may be over, but deep suspicions remain. There's long been criticism of the Saudi government's lack of transparency in investigating this murder internally. Jerika? Charlie Daggett, of course, in London. Thank you. A newly released email is adding fuel to the argument over President Trump's impeachment. The email shows a White House official directed a freeze in military aid to Ukraine about 90 minutes after Mr. Trump's phone call to Ukraine's president that led to the House impeachment inquiry. Chip Reed is traveling with the president, who's spending the holidays at his resort in Palm Beach, Florida. Chip, what's the White House saying right now? Well, good morning. Well, a White House official tells CBS News that the email, which was released over the weekend, had nothing to do with President Trump's phone call in which he asked the Ukrainian president to investigate political rival Joe Biden. But that's not how Democrats see it. This email is explosive. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says the July 25th email is exactly why new witnesses are needed in a Senate trial. A top administration official, one that we requested, is saying, stop the aid 91 minutes after Trump called Zaleski and said, keep it hush hush. What more do you need? In the email, White House official Michael Duffy directed the Defense Department to hold off on military aid to Ukraine and that given the sensitive nature of the request to keep the information closely held. 
President Trump's impeachment stems from the allegation that he held military aid to Ukraine in order to pressure the country to investigate his political rival. A White House official told CBS News the email was just one of several surrounding Ukraine and that the hold was in place before the July 25th call. Duffy is one of four officials Democrats want to hear from in a Senate trial. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell wants a quick trial with no witnesses. We remain at an impasse on these logistics. President Trump has said he welcomes a Senate trial with witnesses. They had nothing. There's no crime. There's no nothing. How do you impeach? You had no crime. A position echoed Sunday by White House Communications Director Stephanie Grisham. There will be actual evidence introduced and actual witnesses that will show even more that this president did nothing wrong. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has said she will continue to hold off on sending the articles of impeachment to the Senate until Republicans convince her it will be a fair trial. It's the Senate's job to dispose of impeachment articles once passed by the House. It's not Nancy Pelosi's job. As for the timing of the impeachment trial, it's still up in the air. Both houses of Congress are in recess until early January, so that is the soonest it could begin. Vlad? All right, Chip, thank you very much. The United States military confirmed overnight that a U.S. service member was killed in combat in Afghanistan. The Taliban claimed responsibility and said the attack was a roadside bombing in northern Kunduz province. The U.S. military would not comment on the Taliban claims, 20 U.S. service members have been killed in Afghanistan this year. A manhunt is underway this morning after two men were stabbed to death outside a Nashville bar. Police have released surveillance video taken about an hour before the violence on Saturday. And these are the victims, Clayton Bethard and Paul Trapini. Bethard was the brother of a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Errol Barnett is with us now and following the story. Errol, good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. It was a very emotional weekend for the entire 49ers family. C.J. Bethard did not play in the game Saturday. He was back home in at Nashville with family, but it was clear off the field that when their teammate uh, was very much in the minds of everyone. Our heart breaks for CJ. Taking the field against the Los Angeles Rams Saturday night, the San Francisco 49ers had their teammate on their minds. We love him like a brother, you know, and uh, when someone in this locker room hurts, we hurt. Just hours earlier, 49ers backup quarterback C.J. Beathard's 22-year-old brother Clayton was stabbed and killed. Surveillance video from inside the Dogwood Bar in Nashville shows Beathard shortly before the attack. Police believe the stabbings were a result of an argument over a woman that moved to the street around 3 a.m. That's when police say Clayton Beathard and his 21-year-old high school friend Paul Trapini suffered stab wounds. They were rushed to the hospital where they were both pronounced dead. A third victim was wounded with injuries to his eye and arm. Police now say they want to speak with this man, identified as Michael D. Mosley, as well as two other men and one woman who may have been involved. Like his big brother, Beathard was also an athlete, playing quarterback for the Long Island University Sharks. The other victim, Paul Trapini, was a senior at Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee, set to graduate next year. Before C.J. Beathard flew home to Tennessee to be with his family, he asked his head coach, Carl Shanahan, for one thing. And the last thing he said to me when I walked out the door, he stopped me and just goes, hey, you make sure the guys go win this game. The Niners beat the Rams Saturday night. Known them for eight years. Uh, kind of a little brother to me, so... That one was definitely for CJ and that family. 
Now, Clayton Bethard comes from a family of athletes and artists. He was the grandson of Hall of Fame football player Bobby Bethard, and his father, Casey Bethard, is a Grammy-nominated country uh, music uh, songwriter. This, though, is just uh, a shocking incident over the weekend that has brought the team together in some ways, but their thoughts are, are with the family. You see him in that video. Everything seems to be pretty normal, but you said the motive apparently appears... A lot of questions, and that's why they're seeking these people of interest to find out what happened. It appears to be a fight over a woman at a bar late at night. Um, police want to know more about what took place and, yes. and, and why this has happened. That Both families, the Bethard family and the Trapini family have issued statements saying the support has been overwhelming. They're so thankful and blessed to be receiving that at this time. Yeah. But the police need more answers right Two now. Two lives cut short. Yeah. Very, very sad. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Errol. Thanks, Errol. Got it. Police on Chicago's south side are looking for answers after 13 people were shot at a house party meant to honor the victim of another shooting. Ambulance crews took the wounded to hospitals. Two men are in custody, including one who was wounded himself. Yesterday, a holiday church service became a venue to pray for the injured and call for an end to the violence. For the first time in more than 200 years, France's Notre Dame Cathedral will not celebrate Christmas Mass. The more than 850-year-old building is still being restored after a devastating fire in April. MTS Tayeb traveled to Paris to see how people there will celebrate Christmas without the annual tradition. A song of praise tinged with sadness. These singers are part of the Notre Dame Choir, since the Gothic Cathedral was devastated by fire back in April, they've been rehearsing at this nearby church. Most are still struggling to accept that Christmas Mass at the iconic cathedral is cancelled this year. To think that I was ill last Christmas and I missed Christmas in Notre Dame, thinking that I would go again this year with no problem. And yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I can't believe I'm not going to do Christmas. The cause of the blaze is still unclear. But what is, is that far more than brick and mortar has been affected. This film from 1948 shows the first ever recording of Christmas Mass at Notre Dame, giving us a glimpse of the past that reminds us why the church remains so relevant to so many today. Not even during World War I and II did it close its doors completely. Despite the extensive damage, including the collapse of its roof and spire, the French government is confident services will resume again by 2025. In the grand scheme of things, five or six years of renovation doesn't seem like a huge amount of time for a cathedral that's 855 years old. But reconstruction experts say it'll likely take longer. But for Eduardo Barea, that might not be such a bad thing. People are trying to reconstruct and give everything to rebuild it. And it's maybe the opportunity to go to other churches and to uh, rebuild your faith. Notre Dame will, without a doubt, continue to be a symbol of faith, one that's already rising from the ashes. For CBS This Morning, Impiaz Tayeb, Paris. I love what that woman said about a chance maybe to rebuild your faith, finding the positive in something yeah. that obviously has meant so much to so many people. I got to tell you, I lived in Paris for many, many years, and uh, Notre Dame was sort of the center of my world. There were mornings mm -hmm. when I would just walk by the Seine and see the sun rising and see it glinting wow. off this building. Um, it's really sad to know that they won't be celebrating that mass, but I agree. That's a pretty cool sentiment. Absolutely. 
Thank you for listening to the CBS This Morning podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get your morning news in under 20 minutes and daily podcast originals. You can watch the CBS This Morning broadcast Monday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on your local CBS station or live on the CBS All Access app. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Do you ever feel like there's nothing new in the news? You know there are urgent things happening in the world around you, but all you hear is noise. That's why we made What Next? Our goal is to tell you the stories you haven't heard before, or maybe a different side to the story you thought you already knew all about. I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next? And I love my job because it helps me cut through the noise of the news. And then I get to bring it to you. Together, we can figure out what next. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts.